Welcome to Get Real and Get Free. And I am Hillary Burns. And on this podcast, we say what can't be said and talk about the AAA formula for freedom, which is awareness, acceptance, and action. And I am so honored to be here today with Smiley Shu, who is an entrepreneur who is the founder of a not-for-profit organization called No Plastic Drinks. And Smiley was actually instrumental in me stopping drinking from plastic bottles. So he's a very persuasive guy. I'm happy to know him. And today he's going to talk about his initiative, which is so cool. I got to say it's called Bottles to Bricks. And you can find more about it on bottles and then the number two bricks. Dot com. So bottles, number two, bricks.com. And Smiley is going to tell us all about it right now. Welcome, Smiley. Hey there, Hillary. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I know you're very passionate about pla- eliminating, I want you to say it in your own word, but eliminating the plastic. And can you tell me like how you got started in that and what was the problem that you saw? And then we'll get into the solutions later. So take it away, <laughs> Smiley. Yeah, so I love the outdoors. I spend a lot of time um, outdoors. This really started when I um, moved to Miami Beach, and I spent a lot of time on the beach, and I saw how much plastic was just washing up on the beach. And it was just a lot of random stuff like straws and cups and just plastic everywhere. And in the last 10 years, I've seen it just increase exponentially. Like you can't walk 10 feet on the beach without finding some kind of plastic. And uh, I noticed that a lot of it had to do with drinks because people carry drinks around and they've got their bottles and their cups and their straws and their lids. And that stuff just gets left behind. So that's why we started with the no plastic drinks as a starting place to, to cut back on your plastic consumption. It's pretty hard to eliminate all the plastic, but Definitely the drinks is something that's not too hard to do as you, as you've done. yourself. Yeah. And Smiley, just because growing up, we always saw litter and not that it's a good thing, but it was just what we were used to. Some people threw it away. Some people didn't. Why is plastic per se an issue? Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, because it uh, just never goes away. And another big problem with it is that it's light and it blows around and it floats And because it floats, we have this giant garbage patch in the Pacific Ocean, which is uh, about twice the size of Texas. And it's just all plastic trash out there floating around. And there are are people that are making efforts to try and clean it up. It doesn't just stop there. It gets into fish and and we end up eating it. The latest studies have shown they've, they've found plastic in human placenta. Just a couple of weeks ago, they... Um, tested uh, a bunch of people and about 70% of those people had plastic in their blood. So uh, little chunks of microplastic. So it comes from- And when you say, I know now I'm like, okay. So when you say it never goes away, can you just say more about that in case people don't know that plastic? Well, you might hear like it might break down after 500 years or something like that. That's essentially forever. So it but, doesn't break down like paper or other products is what you're saying. Right. Plastic is here to stay. It doesn't decompose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It actually breaks, it, it breaks into little pieces and it becomes microplastics. And that's even more dangerous because then it gets ingested by birds.
fruits and all kinds of marine life. And that ends up in our food supply. But it's not just there. The, the plastic bottles, the water bottles are a huge part of the problem. Every time you're drinking out of a bottle, they're not <laughs> completely eliminating microplastics from the inside of the bottle. So I just think of what drink from a, I never will do it, but drinking from a, a, a water bottle that's made of plastic, you're basically ingesting plastic. Oh, and there's an interesting study that did on the amount of plastic that we actually eat in our lifetime. And I don't remember exactly if you're older, like maybe um, 70 or 80, you might have eaten an entire recycle bin worth of plastic. I'm, I'm not quite that old, but I think about five or six life buoys worth of plastic in my lifetime. And that's just for the average oh, And person. when did you get aware of this? Like how long ago, Smiley? Were you always aware? Uh, or I've been very concerned about the plastic situation for about the last um, uh, six or seven years. Yeah. But they didn't take a plastic buoy out of your stomach and all of a sudden you were like... <laughs> Ah, you just got aware of it on the beach, right? Camels are eating a lot of plastic and they're finding these giant bundles of plastic bags from these dead camels. So these <laughs> dead camels are laying around the desert. They open up their stomach and it, they're entirely filled with plastic bags. Ugh. All right. You've convinced me. Now, why is this? Why, of all things, did you decide to get passionate about this? It just, like what part of this fascinates you? I just saw that it was a huge problem. My, the first effort that I did was I started giving away reusable shopping bags at the Publix. Every time I went there, I saw people, they would have a shopping cart and there would be 50 plastic bags in the shopping cart. And it just made me sick. So I bought a few thousand reusable shopping bags and I handed them out to the Publix. And that's, that was the very beginning. Well, now I know this is take, might take us off course. I got it about the plastic bottles and the, and the plastic bags. But when I look in the grocery stores, everything is wrapped in plastic. So even yeah. if you use a reusable, you probably have, depending on how many things you buy, everything is wrapped in plastic. I know uh, what's it called? Aldi. Is that the name of it? Aldi? Yeah, they Aldi. don't wrap stuff in plastic. Like you just, you just put the stuff in your bag. Why is, why are those two things? I know the, I guess the plastic bottles, cause they're one use things. The ones we take home, why are those different than the plastic that's wrapped around everything we buy? Is there a difference? There's different types of plastic. And uh, that's oh, okay. another whole misnomer of, Recycling, like this whole recycling is basically a scam. Many types of plastic are, are every plastic is, is recyclable, but it's not cost effective to do. So the vast majority of plastic ends up in a landfill or just littered on the ground or floating around in that giant garbage patch in the ocean. And how did all of the, I know I'm just asking questions because when I don't, so Hope you don't mind. How did all the plastic, like I'm over by the Atlantic, did my plastic get over to the Pacific or did, or does the Atlantic have a, a Texas sized plastic too? Like how did they all get over there? There's a, there's several big garbage patches, not just that, okay. but there, it, it has to do with the currents and where the, the currents are flowing and they tend to um, gravitate towards certain areas in the ocean. Wow. But the, so uh, the big, so um, if you were flying over that patch, would you see it from a plane? Is it a uh, physical thing or is it? You might see parts of it, the more concentrated parts, but uh, it's pretty spread out. 
Oh, okay. Right? So it's not so, like one. It's not a solid mass. There's just a because Texas is big. I can't imagine two Texases of stuff. That's huge. Here's another way to look at it. Okay. So quite a few studies have been done, and scientists expect that by the year 2050, so that's less than 30 years away, there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish. Wow. Oh God. All right. Let's get to this. Let's get to the solution. I'm sufficiently disgusted and grossed out. If I can use a a 60s, 70s term, I am grossed out, man. Okay. So smiley, what can we do? And I know you have this initiative. Let's talk first about your first one called no plastic drinks real quick. And then you can introduce bottles to bricks. Does that sound good? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So So the No Plastic Drinks was was just a place for people to get started, bringing awareness to the plastic issue and something that's actually actionable, something that people can actually do rather than just complain about it or talk about it. It's very doable to basically say, look, I'm going to avoid plastic for all of my beverages. It's something that you did. I, but you know what? This is interesting. And I'm going to confess publicly here. When you, when I first heard about it, I, I wasn't drinking water. I was so confused about which water to drink. I talked to, I have a Weight Watchers guy and I'm like, I'm not drinking water because I don't want to kill the planet and I don't want to do this. And he's like, what do you want to do? So I started buying plastic bottles because I, I was afraid to drink the the tap. And so I was like, a, I became a criminal. So I was aware now I became a criminal and I would keep my bottles below if I was on Zoom. So no one saw me and I knew I was bad, but I was trying to just get water in. And then finally I said, I remember asking you, okay, Smiley, how do I do this? And you told me which, which reusable bottles to get, which I did. And now I actually, it was like a miracle in my little rental here that they have one of those bubblers. And so I have water, clean, hopefully water, and I get, and I hope that's okay. So I fill my reusables with that. So I don't have the plastic anymore. So it took me, it did take me one or two steps to really be able to get off the plastic bottles. And I'm ashamed to admit it, Smiley, but at least I made progress. Like you made me aware, even though I felt like a criminal, but at least you made me aware of it. Because before that, I wasn't even aware. So anyway, but what you said is really like figuring out what works for your life, what works yeah. for your life. So maybe it, it might be using a bubbler like what you have. For some people, what, what I have in my house is a, is a filter that's under my sink. It's a reverse osmosis filter, and it removes everything from the water. I'm basically getting pure H2. And people come to my house, and when they drink the water, they say, wow, that water tastes really delicious. So it's great. It's pure, clean water. And how um, much is a system like that? I know if I own this, that's what I say. If I own my place and I didn't have to leave every summer and blah, 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 I would have invested in one. Maybe that's what I say. But how much is a system like that? They're actually not that expensive. I think the actual filters, they might run a couple hundred dollars. No, not thousands. No, a few hundred dollars. And uh, the way to look at it is you're not, now you're not drinking all those microplastics and you actually save money. Because compared to buying bottled water, it's just... Well, how much... Okay, you're going to have to tell me what link, because I thought it was thousands and I didn't want to make... I had no idea it was you could get a good one for a couple hundred. And now could people, if they want to know about that, go to noplasticdrinks.com? 
or .org? Uh, they actually sell these on um, Amazon. There are water services. Culligan is a pretty big water service. If you call okay. them, they'll actually come out and install it for you. And they can give you a quote. It's not going to be thousands. It, it, it should be less than $1,000 for sure. And the only thing uh, with those is that they have a filter that need to be changed and about once a year. So okay. I changed the filter in our house and it's maybe a couple hundred dollars once a year. And is that something that a lay person like me could do? No, no, we, we get Culligan to come out and do that. For oh, us. okay. Okay. And then the other option is you can just get yourself one of these uh, filters, a water pitcher that has a filter in it. Refrigerators have decent filters. They filter out most of the stuff. So at least you're not getting the plastics. Okay. Because I had gotten that pure one and then I stopped when I got the bubbler. But is the, do you think that water is probably better than the, the bubbler? Well, one? the pure, they filter out about 99% of anything that's in the water. The water is supposed to be safe to drink out of the tap. I would not recommend it. I think it, it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and put it through the filter. It removes also chlorine and other impurities. Wow. Okay. All right. Hopefully that's information for people on the basic. And now let's get to your, and if you have any issues, they can reach you right on bottles to bricks.com or if somebody um, yeah. has questions. Yeah. Or, or they can, okay. they can go to our website, which is no plastic drinks.com. And we have actually, we have a pledge that people can take the pledge and they're basically saying that they're going to make a good faith effort to avoid plastic for their drinks. And that's a great, it's just a great starting point. It's okay. where I got started. And, uh, and from there, I, I looked at other areas where I could reduce my plastic consumption. It's hard to eliminate all the plastic for sure. But some of the other things that I've done is I've got a dog and the little uh, doggy bags, right? Yeah, you can actually, we actually have one on our website that's made out of cornstarch and they work really well. They're, they're biodegradable. And there's there are no plastic. Cornstarch. Um, so it looks like a bag, but it's made out of cornstarch. Oh, it looks, it's exactly the same as the regular doggy bags. They're in a little roll. They come in a little roll and you, you, you peel one off. And I actually like them better because they're a little thicker. And I like the consistency oh. and it's easy to open them up. The other ones I have to wet my fingers. And what a them. great gift to give. If you need a gift to give to someone who has a dog, because they probably aren't aware of that, you know? Wow. Right. Thank you, Smiley. Who knew? Okay, great. All right. So now let's get to the, not that wasn't fun, but let's get to your unbelievable initiative in Cameroon. Tell us about that and what you're looking for, please. We got very interested in Cameroon because there's just a tremendous amount of plastic trash there. If you see the photos, the streets and the rivers, they're, they're basically overflowing with plastic. And we had volunteers there pick up plastic bottles and they literally picked up about 50,000 pounds of plastic bottles. It's stagnant and there's no recycling there. So they've got no place to put them. We had just had all these bottles are just piled up. So great. We picked them up, but now what? So that was the problem that we were facing. We, and how we actually, just smiley, I'm stuck on how did you even know that who told you about Cameroon of all places did someone like was uh, it random or a connection or what it was a little random it was a guy that I met on Facebook and I belonged to several environmental groups on Facebook and okay. it, 
There's a gentleman in, in Cameroon, his name's Ahmed. And a young man, he's just really concerned about the environment. He cares about the earth. And we've been working together with him since then. Oh. Another project that we did was uh, uh, called No Plastic Back to School. And what we did was we encouraged young kids with their families to go out and pick up plastic bottles and turn them in exchange for school supplies. So it was a great way for them to get something. They were all excited because they were getting these free school supplies. And Cameroon's a very poor place, so it was a big deal for them. And at the same time, they got educated about the whole plastic problem. Yeah, we, so we've collected all these bottles, and they're all piled up. The, the problem or the question is, what do we do with them all? And we actually had a competition. We tried to get ideas for what to do with all these plastic bottles. And people sent in various ideas. We offered prize money. We got some great ideas. One, he devised a 3D printing. He would take the plastic bottles, cut them up, melt it down, and use it in a 3D printer to print useful things. Some other people were building furniture. And actually, the winner of the contest suggested to make plastic pavers, to melt them down and make pavers that you could make sidewalks, that kind of thing with. And so after that, during this competition, we also... we met with a guy, his name is Andreas, and he's, he actually lives in Mexico. And he spent the last 20 years refining and perfecting a process of taking plastic bottles. He fills them with dirt and trash. And now he's lately, he's been filling them with the masks that people have been throwing away from the pandemic. So all this terrible, nasty stuff. And he's using these plastic bottles as bricks to build houses and schools and outhouses and water tanks. And so this initiative, Bottles to Bricks, is like the name implies. We're taking bottles and we're converting them into bricks. And our goal is to build a schoolhouse in Cameroon. And today is actually the big day. We've actually scraped up enough money to send Andreas to Cameroon, and he's going to arrive there today. He has a flight. He's actually, he spent the night in Brussels last night, and uh, his flight into Cameroon will be today. So we're excited. Uh, wow. We about, about yeah. 30 volunteers in, in Cameroon. That How many? Were, Sorry, you cut out. We, we have 30? about 30, 30 volunteers that wow. are, they're, they're already um, wanting to be on a project management level, which means they want to volunteer for over a month to, to work on this. Wow. So are they actually going to be taking these bottles, the 50,000 and filling them, or are they already filled? What are the steps? That is unbelievable. Yeah. How do you keep them? I'm sure he's got it figured out, but I'm just thinking how you build a school and all the bottles fall down. Like, how do you keep them in place? From- this is why we're uh, sending Andreas to Cameroon, because he's, <laughs> he's been working on this for a long time. And believe it or not, these uh, plastic bricks are actually stronger than conventional bricks. And uh, what's so great about this initiative is it hits so many uh, great points. First of all, we're picking up these plastic bottles, so we're cleaning the environment. And we're making bricks out of these plastic bottles, basically just dirt and bottles that we're collecting. So there's almost no environmental impact. A lot of people don't know this, but concrete is the second most uh, prevalent substance um, on earth 
next to water but that, that humans create. And the creation of concrete actually uh, causes about 9% of the greenhouse gas emissions. So there's a huge global warming aspect of just creating concrete. And using these um, plastic bottles as bricks, we're uh, helping the environment. We're reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And we're also creating jobs for people. And we're creating amazing, useful structures for people. We're probably not going to be building a house, but the goal is to build a schoolhouse. And these are places where kids, they don't even have a classroom. Like they, they go to school in the open air or they might meet under, this is a great benefit to these communities that we're bringing it to. And we're just looking to bring dignity and joy, creativity to these underserved areas. Wow. So that's amazing. It's really cool. And I want the word to get out. So we're going to, we're going to get this word out, but just tell me so I can let go of this. You fill a bottle. Do you attach it like with concrete, like with bricks? Believe me, I am not a builder, but you put that stuff on and then you stick it to it. So how will the bottles be stuck together? So they are laid in a pattern, right? And there is some string. He uses some string to tie them together to keep them in place. And then there's a, a combination of dirt and some cement in between okay. to hold it, hold it all together. We have a video that we made on this and we have this massive dump truck that's sitting on top of these bottles. Like he's tested these bottles with 30,000 pounds, uh, 30 tons, 30 tons. So 60,000 pounds of weight. They're, they really are stronger than regular bricks. You can't break them. Wow. And what kind of dirt is he using? Like garbage dirt or like where do you get all the dirt to fill them? It's uh, so in Cameroon, he's going to use Cameroon dirt. <laughs> but like regular dirt. When you were saying the masks that they were using masks and they were using garbage. So it's good. It's a combination. And that's part of the reason why Andreas needs to go to Cameroon. He needs to look at the consistency of the soil okay. um, and the consistency of the things he's mixing it with to make sure that it's structurally strong enough. To, okay. to do build the things they want to build. But he's built, the first uh, structure that he built uh, was 22 years ago. He built a house and that house is still standing. It's in perfect condition. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Smiley. This is so cool. All right. So how can people help you? I know uh, they can go to bottles. Tell us about the money you need. Because <laughs> I know so, that's one of the... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's actually, we've broken it up into two sides. There's There's money that they need in Cameroon for materials, because they're going to be having maybe windows and doors. We're not going to be building that with plastic bottles. We're going to have to buy those or maybe get them donated. And there's going to be some concrete, but much less than what you would normally use. All of that's going to be funded in Cameroon. So we're looking for companies. We're looking for municipalities. We have the mayor of the city that we're doing this first project he is totally on board. He's told us that he'll give us whatever support he needs. And then the other side of things is, is Andreas, all of his travel expenses, his living expenses. And we're trying to raise $20,000 to cover his costs. And also a portion of it will be to pay him something for his consulting fee to, to bring this technology to Cameroon. So $20,000 is our goal. And we still have a ways to go. We, we have enough money that we, that we 
he's going to be in Cameroon today and we need to keep, keep this going. So anything that anybody can help would be tremendous. All right. Thank you so much, Smiley. I'm sure we could go on forever, but I want to finish so we can get this out. <laughs> so we can let people know. Okay. So again, if you know someone in Cameroon, definitely hook them up with Smiley. If businesses in Cameroon, but if you just know businesses who want to support the environment, I know there's a lot of initiatives now. There's a lot of people who support the environment. Maybe they don't know how. This is an easy way. You go to bottles, the number two bricks.com, and there's a button where you can donate or they can tell me again how they get in touch with you. Let's say they wanted to introduce you to a business person or someone. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? They could, they could also go there. That, that um, bottlestobricks.com will go to a website that, that I, I'm very connected to. So they could uh, send in uh, a message. They could contact us there and okay. that'll come to me as well. Okay. All right. So please get the word out for Smiley Shoe. And his initiative, Bottles to Bricks, that is so cool. And if this works, it could be brought all over the world, right? This is just a pilot. Exactly. That's why we've split up the finances, because we want uh, the people in Cameroon to have ownership in this project. And if they can fund all the materials on their end, that's going to make this um, project something that can be replicated in many areas. We've already got inquiries from South Africa, where they want to do this with, they want to build a whole eco-village. And uh, somebody else has contacted me about bringing this to India. So we're hoping that this. Yeah. yeah and I know people who have initiatives in Haiti as well. My daughter's connected. It sounds like a great way to, like you said, create jobs, clean the environment, reduce the, what is it? Greenhouse effect. So it's got a lot of benefits. So thank you. Thank you, Smiley, so much for being here. Is there anything you want to say in closing? No, thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed being with you, Hillary, and thanks for the support. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. I really, it's interesting because I did want to know more about it, but in all of our interactions, there was never the time. So this was perfect. So thank you so much. And we get to educate people. We get to hopefully support your initiative. And that's it for Get Real and Get Free today. Thanks for listening. And we'll, we'll talk to you all soon. <laughs>